With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis here with you for another edition of the program. Looking ahead to racing that we have at Tarapa and Rickerton Park, the two main uh, meetings this weekend and a couple of guests on the program that we'll be speaking to shortly. We'll have Matt Cross uh, a little later on in the show. We'll have Stephen Marsh on the program in just a moment. But Butch Castles, our regular here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Good morning to you, Butch. How are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, Jordan. Looking forward to racing here at Tarapa tomorrow, as well as uh, out of Rickerton. They raced for the first time on the synthetic yesterday, back on the grass for a good card at Rickerton. So it should be a, a good race there. And plenty of New Zealand interest across the Tasman as well, particularly on the Gold Coast, starting to heat up there, and the invasion of Kiwis has begun. And we've got, is it, have we got jumps racing this weekend as well? Yeah, first of the uh, hurdle races, uh, just the eight in a hurdle here at Tarapa, but... Um, Gee, it's unseasonably dry here in New Zealand. Uh, we couldn't get a steeplechase uh, off the ground far too hard on that course, but the hurdle on the irrigated track will be uh, fine. Down your area, Tarapa, what's the uh, what's the main uh, what's the feature that we're looking to this weekend? Features for the two-year-olds: the Waikato Equine Veterinary Centre two-year-old stakes, just a small field, but uh, a pretty tidy one. And Stephen Marsh has got a couple of runners, so we'll uh, get his thoughts on those. Well, let's do that right now. Stephen Marsh is with us. He's got runners uh, in both. Uh, meetings, I believe, this weekend. Stephen, as we welcome you in, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? Good, thanks, uh, Stephen Butcher. Look, uh, let's go through these runners at Tarapa in the first instance. Race two, the Waikato Draft, uh, 1,200, uh, Mega Bourbon and Master Park, the two runners. Mega Bourbon uh, been racing really well. Certainly has been, and uh, very, very happy to see all the irrigation go on. He does need a little bit of uh, fire out of the track, so it'll suit him. Uh, small field. Drawn four, got some other nice weight. He'll posse up. Certainly won't be getting too far back, but he'll posse up somewhere there. And yeah, you know, I thought he was a very good each way chance. And Master Park, he's uh, running outside his grade, but putting the four kilos on his, uh, taking the four kilos off, carrying the fifty. I did like his last trial, and I reckon he'll give a bit of cheek if he can sort of just jump and either cross Manrico or sit outside him. Um, I think he'll be thereabouts, but is running outside his grade. Righto, race number four, you're three-handed in this one, Maceto Raposa Repeater, and the one I reckon would be awfully hard to beat tomorrow, Osaka. Yeah, I very much agree with you. Maceto's going uh, really well, just freshened him since his last start. Hadn't sort of had all favours, but it's going good. Does have to carry the big weight. Raposa Repeater been a bit disappointing of late. Uh, drawn good, have been just popping him over a few ponies, just trying to recapture that old form. And Osaka gets in lovely at the weights, 55 and a half. McNabb back in the saddle. Going great and does look a good race for him to bounce back to form, I would have thought. 
Yeah, he's one here at Tarapa as well. Righto, the feature of the two-year-old. Uh, you would have been pleased to see Chamario scratch to today, one less to beat and a form runner. But uh, Academy Awards been really good, both its race day starts, and Mazzolino has looked to have plenty of ability at the trials. Yeah, two fillies um, trying to get some black top. I was pretty happy when the hot favourite was out. So down to a six-horse field. Uh, Academy Award, uh, she's into barrier four. McNabb in the saddle, she'll jump to put herself there. Been a little bit tricky at the gates of late, got the blindfold on, but she's a lovely filly. And Mazzolino, sort of just thought, um, just having to throw out the stumps here, but uh, as, it, as it's ended up, it's a six-horse field. So, yeah, beautifully bred filly. Last troll was great. And, yeah, look, I, I think ability-wise, there's actually not a lot in them. Uh, maybe Academy Award, just with the, the race day experience. But I think they're two, uh, certainly fillies, that will go through the grades. Race number six, Stephen. You've got some uh, nice uh, horses here. Inciero, Laneway Flirting gets a run this week and Wind Speed. Yeah, Laneway Flirting looks a better race there too, but you're just uh, between us and not the owner. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about there, though. <laughs> but, um, yeah, three nice chances there. Um, Inciero, I think he's very good, um, but drawn out, so it's going to make it hard. McNabb's just there. I wouldn't mind if he's, even if he's sort of three wide, as long as he gets cover. Laneway flirting is actually going great. Um, blinkers go back on after her last troll. One kilo off her back, drawn good. She'll jump, put herself right up on the speed, and uh, she's a definite chance. And, geez, if you watch the run of wind speed last mm. start, never saw clear air the whole way down the straight, even after the line. Uh, Grills was desperate to stick with the ship there, so... I think sort of weighing up the draws and everything, it's pretty hard to split those horses, to be honest. Mm, it's a good little field too. I thought that uh, uh, I think the format of this race will be worth following, race number six. So, yeah, all three of them each way chances. Packing Joy was really good resuming when running third in a strong race. It, it lands in another tidy rating 74 tomorrow, Saturday. Uh, but, uh, gee, you'd like to take some of the Team Tiaki our money, wouldn't you? Yeah, wouldn't it be nice? Yeah, they've got plenty of it to dish around. So uh, it'd be rude if we didn't want to take a little little piece of it. Um, but yeah, his, his last run was great from behind our Vincent, who runs at Doombin next Saturday. Um, he just probably, like he really come into it, but he just probably knocked up the last little bit. Uh, meets a you know, a similar tidy field, a posture of his in that, ran third. Uh, it ran second with us running third, but we've drawn a bit better than it. Uh, he's going to be a real each way chance. Um, just needs a touch of luck from 10. In the last Stephen Secret Show and has to be fast, has to be fast, uh, got the good draw in what is an even rating 65. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty even sort of a race. Uh, Secret Show, we're taking four kilos off his back, so he's going to get him with a nice featherweight. Uh, Jim Chung on, it'll be uh, jump, big, go to the front. Um, if look, he can lead and rail. And it's a tidy horse, he just takes a little bit to sort of concentrate. We've been jumping in this week as well. Um, so hopefully he switches on and has to be fast. Sidewinkers go on, good draw, McNabb. She's got to be, uh, she's got to be a good each way chance. Um, maybe put her slightly ahead of Secret Show just with how professional she is. Righto, let's uh, head to Rickerton. Uh, he's the man. Is in race one, Summer Festival in race three, and Monza Secuto, who won a really good race last time, uh, is in the feature race number seven. Uh, we give them uh, all chances. Yeah, he's the man. He may, we'll just see what the track comes up tomorrow. It might be a touch firm for him. He's probably looking for a, sort of that genuine slow track. Summer Festival, he can bounce back. Again, up to the 2,500. But again, he needs a, probably a little bit more rain. And yeah, Monza Sakino was terrific last start. She's been set for this race, and I'd certainly put her on top of the three. 
And you just uh, talked about uh, horses, uh, Al Vincidor, one of them uh, heading across the Tasman. You've uh, part of the Kiwi invasion heading across there. It's going to be just like getting up in the morning and going to the Cambridge track with a number of Kiwis that are going to be over there. Yeah, they're, uh, they're everywhere. They're out in force. So we're going to have our first runner on wins out the Gold Coast. Chicana up to the 1800. She'll be a very good chance. She's sort of getting ready for the Ipswich and um, Caloundra Cup. And then we've got the... Um, uh, iconic star, she is uh, having one run and she'll be sold on the Gold Coast. She's in the sale. And then we've got Al Vincidor just running a three-year-old at 1350. James McDonald on, and he's settled in great and going huge. Yeah, and look, that's an interesting one, Iconic star. You bought her last year at the sale specifically to get some black type with the aim of, of making a profit by, by selling her again this year, and, and that's what you'll be looking to do. Yeah, absolutely. We bought it for sixty thousand. Um, she'd won six, no black top. Uh, she's now won another two, up to the twelve hundred. She's uh, stakes place twice, and you know, paying sixty, she should be uh, worth a bit more. And yeah, that was always the plan: buy her, buy her there, and sell her twelve months later. So we've got some pretty excited owners already for it. Absolutely. Look forward uh, to seeing how that all works out, Stephen. Thanks for your time. Uh, we look forward to seeing you at the races tomorrow, no doubt. Can't wait. Looking forward to the push. Thank you. Stephen Marsh with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Always good to have him on. Who do you like from Stephen's runners, uh, Butch? I thought, uh, look, it was um, packing uh, joy was really good uh, resuming. And I think in an even race, he'll be a big chance. But I did think Mega Bourbon would be awfully hard to beat in race two. Racing well gets uh, into this race nicely with Helena Baby at the top of the weights. So I thought race two, he could start uh, on a winning note with Mega Bourbon. Breakfast with the Kiwis. Coming back on the other side of this, we'll have Matt Cross with us next. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis and Butch Castles with you. Stephen Marsh, our guest in the previous segment. That'll be up on the podcast. You can check that out at the Racing New Zealand channel through the SCN Network, Butch Castle's with us, and uh, Matt Cross is with us as well, a regular here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Uh, Matt, uh, good morning to you. Yeah, morning, Jordan. Morning, team. Uh, stunner of the day here in, in Canterbury. I've had a couple of discussions with people this morning about the, the weather that we've had here. Uh, a little bit like the Indian summer, people are telling me, and that's probably fair. It, it's just not looking like the good weather's relenting, which... It's probably good for horses that like racing on top of the ground and not so good for the mudlarks who at this time of year are probably looking for a bit of easing in the ground. I see the track sort of soft five currently for tomorrow. Now, I had a good walk on the track yesterday and it was firm enough there, I thought, yesterday. There was a heavy dew this morning which might have just softened things up a little bit. But I would imagine we'll be racing on a bit better than a soft five there uh, tomorrow. Rail out three metres, uh, a good day. There's been a bit of wear and tear on the track over the last month or so with some some good races, but um, look, everyone was pumped yesterday with the first ever synthetic meeting at Rickerton Park and looking forward to getting back there tomorrow for what looks set to be a, a pretty good day of racing. It sure does culminate what's been a, a busy period, as you say. Let's have a look at a few of these races. Race three, uh, one of the features, the great autumn handicap 2500, this one for the stayers, and Thought it was a pretty even contest. Certainly is, Butch. It's one of those races where you look at the field and you think to yourself, well, Beneficial is the best horse in the race if it was over fourteen or 1,600 metres. Now, 
She's very much in the unknown, stepping up to 2,500. But the only thing that's really in her favour is that she's a get-back horse that's probably going to relax and find herself in a good rhythm. Now, if she can hold that rhythm for 2,500 metres, she's going to be very hard to beat. She'll be back somewhere toward the tail of the field. And as long as they don't dawdle around and make it sort of a, a 34, 35 run home off the front for the 600 metres, then I think it'll really bring her into play. I thought there was one horse that you could back to beat her, Butch, and that's Kilowatt up the top of the book. Weight is a little bit of a query under 60 kilos, but he's a Dunedin Cup winner, and I thought he was very strong and behind Pre Fur in the Canterbury Gold Cup last time out, and it was a similar sort of run to Beneficial. So I'd just sway to him as a betting proposition a little bit with the query around Beneficial seeing out the trip. Number six, let's bring it on. It's run at Trentham's three starts ago. Was very good in the St. Ledger. If he brings that form, he'll be hard to beat. And Volvic, who rolled forward and was successful over this trip last time out, if she can control the speed again, she'd be a player as well. But looks an even field, Butch. I think if Beneficial sees out the trip, she'll be very hard to beat. But there's some pretty rock-hard stayers in here, and Kilowatt's one of those, even with the big weight. I'd be happy to have him as a leading contender. One of the features, the Berkeley Stud Champagne Stakes. Good field of two-year-olds, this, and Defiant has been very impressive its last couple. Take all sorts of beating, I reckon. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Absolutely. She looks as though she's all class, and the closing 100 metres, and even after the line of her run at record and over the 1,000 metres last time was excellent she comes in with a real will to win she's as fit as a fiddle i've got her on top clearly uh, rohan madu riding once again she was so strong last time number six this is dramatic for the go racing team with lisa latter a little bit luckless up the straight I, I don't know if it would have beaten defiant but it certainly would have run it close and she'll be an improver as well and she comes in here with probably some better credentials than most of course went up for a run in the karaka million Number four, Guitar Man. Now, this horse has got a couple of gear changes. The ear covers and the Norton bit go on, which suggests to me that he's a bit of a hot fellow. He's been back to the trials because he refused to load in the two-year-old race won by Defiant, and that trial was superb. It really was so good to the eye. You've got to have him in the mix. Eight, Chavot. Now, this horse I thought was good in behind Defiant as well. Uh, the rider dropped the right rein at the 200 metres and just got a little bit wonky there, and, and she'll be an improver. And one to watch stepping up in distance to the 1,200 here, Butch. I thought number 11, 7, 11, there was enough in her run that she could be the surprise package, Tegan Newman riding. She was in front 150 metres after the line. Now, take what you will out of that, but that's generally an indication to me, Butch, that you want to be on those sort of horses or at least keeping a close eye on them stepping up in distance next time around. But it's really hard to go past Defiant. The each-way bet in the race is probably 7-11, but I reckon the filly by Tavistock, Defiant will continue on her winning way. I agree. Race number seven, the Daphne Bannon Memorial Great Easter Stakes, and pretty competitive race here. We spoke with Stephen Marsh earlier. He suggested Monza Secudo set for this race, and very happy with where Monza Secudo's at leading into it. One of a stack of chances. Yeah, and it's sort of race, Butch, I'm going through it. They're all sprinters, really, 1,200-metre horses. So if there's any query over any of them seeing out the 1,400 metres, you could say they're probably all coming in with that cloud, if you will, over their head. So you probably look at it, say, like a 1,200-metre race, and you'd be lobbing towards Monza Sakito the way that she won last time out. She meets Kaimar War a kilogram and a half better off on a length and a half margin. And considering that was her first run uh, in almost, uh, well, since the 5th of February through to the 23rd of April. So she'll be a huge improver. 
and 1400 metres if anything's her pet distance which she probably has as an advantage over the rest of the field so I can certainly see why Stephen's giving you a good push for her she's a great winning chance Kaimar War even under the big weight what I like about him Butch is he just had that will to win last time out he hadn't won for quite some time and had been knocking on the door and often horses just need to get their head in front at the winning post mm. to get that confidence going forward and and he's got that now, and he really stuck the ears back and fought to the line last time. He's got a good record at 1,400 as well. And the likelihood is there, if Tina can maybe get him out of the gates a little bit better from an inside draw, he could be somewhere sort of fourth, fifth, sixth on the rail, and that could be a pretty good spot to be in this race. Live drama, I've got all the respect around her. She just has to carry so much weight. And outside of that, I didn't really see there was too much doing. I think one of the, the Kaimar War live drama or Monza Sakito will win the race. If there was one roughy, maybe a Scarfy at 1,400 metres, third up could be the surprise packet. But looks an even go. Monza Sakito is your likely leader, so you're probably going to get a sight for a long way. Gee, I saw a ride. Uh, happened to watch this race out of Rickerton, uh, and it's in the last Kappa del Impero. It was a, a fantastic ride by Jacob Lowry. Was knocked out of a gap, managed to duck back to the inside and finished brilliantly to get the win. He'd be hard uh, to beat in the last again on that, I would have thought. Well, normally, Butch, we're talking about the last race being an open go, and, and, and I'm telling you I can't find you the winner, and you're asking me to find the winner, and we're both looking at it about a thousand different <laughs> ways. But you know what? I think I think you can probably go to the top of the book here with a fair bit of confidence around the, the two up the top. You're right about Capo del Impero. He's a horse certainly on the way up, and he's fair dinkum going through the grades now. He could be sort of maybe even a, a winter cup galloper if they wanted to go that mm. way with him. I know that he, he's, he's got the record on top of the ground, but he's just that horse that's shown a bit of brilliance coming through the grades. He was good last time, and he probably would have won by more if he had it got out. There's a favour towards Are You Serial, though, uh, up the top of the book versus Capo del Impero. There's, there's a three and a half kilogram swing in favour of RU Serial. Now, RU Serial beat Capo del Impero two starts ago, and Capo del Impero's come out and won since. So, look, I reckon they could be fighting at the finish again. They're both drawn close to the inside. There's a little bit of pressure without there being too much pressure. I didn't really see. Uh, too much in terms of speed. So if Ayu Serial and Capo del Impero are both within the first four or five turning for home, then I think they'll be fighting at the finish once again and certainly both uh, worth including as win bets there in the last. It's one of those races, Butch, where there's a few horses in there that have been knocking, but they're the two horses that probably come in with the best form and Capo del Impero's got so much potential as well. So, yeah, looking forward to that to round out the program. For sure, Matt. Thank you very much for your time. Good calling uh, tomorrow. Looking forward to watching the action out of Rickerton Park. Cheers. Yeah, nice one, Butch. Thanks, guys. Matt Cross with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis, uh, calling all the action this weekend. We'll take a break. We'll come back after this, and we'll get Butch's best to round out the program on Breakfast with the Kiwis. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Our final segment on Breakfast with the Kiwis this morning. Jordan Canellis, Butch Castles with you. Butch, as we round out the program, your best for the weekend, either near you, Tarapa, or at Rickerton Park. What have you got? Yeah, I thought uh, here at Tarapa Race 1, I thought there was a lock in the hurdle. It should be winning number one. He's wrecked no price, but uh, should get the job done in what's a, a pretty average field. He's a class above them, in my opinion. So take the shorts on Race 1, number one. He's wrecked. 
Thought Osaka would be awfully hard to beat in race fours. Had two runs back, as we heard from Stephen Marsh. Has one here at Tarapa before and should be very, very hard to beat in race number four. So race four, number seven, Osaka. And gee, I didn't mind uh, the idea of the Cornella in the last at Rickerton on Matt Cross's say. So I thought Capital Impero would be very hard to beat on what we saw uh, at its last start. But are you serial from Matt uh, at a nice price, $10? Are you serial? So I'll have both of those in my quaddy in the last leg at uh, Rickerton Park and maybe a Cornella, the one and two in the last at Rickerton uh, with that inspiration from Matt. Excellent stuff, Butch. Thank you very much. Good on you, Jordan. We'll catch you next week. Will do. Butch Castles with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis. As always, our main man here on the program. That's it for the program today. We'll catch you again, same time, same place, next week. Breakfast with the Kiwis. See ya. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.